Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Who You Got. My name is Dayton Hammond. Who You Got is a show about creating brackets for things that don't normally have brackets. Now, you may be asking, what is a bracket exactly? Well, a bracket, or tournament bracket, is a tree diagram representing a series of games played in a knockout tournament. Each episode, we create a bracket for a specific topic and determine the best of that topic through a series of debate matchups. Today, helping me fight our way through today's tournament is my friend, a specialist of screen and stage, and sadly not the Canadian singer-songwriter, Katie Lang. How are you doing, Katie? I'm great. I'm so excited to do this. I've been thinking about it all week and talking about it to people who don't care. So awesome. That's perfect. That mm-hmm. is great PR for us, I tell you that much. <laughs> so uh, tell me a little bit about your job and your involvement with theater and your connections to musicals, uh, whether they are of stage or screen. Yeah, definitely. So... I work at the Grand Theater in Wausau, Wisconsin. So it's a performing arts center. Um, it's a presenting house, so we bring in shows and concerts and things for like yep. a day or two. So I've seen some Broadway stuff there. Um, and I specifically, the how I got really, really nerdy about theater, I've always kind of been nerdy mm-hmm. about theater, but um, I work with students. So I do... I'm a part of the Jerry Awards, is which is like the High School Musical Theater Awards, nice. which is very intense. So I'm Fantastic. a reviewer for that. So I've seen a lot of high school productions of Love things. It. So that's a lot of fun. Um, so I'm a little bit more of an expert on stage things. Okay. Um, but I, I love a good movie musical. I yeah. love them. I've made it my quest over the past couple months to watch as many like of the old, weird, obscure ones as I can. Because, I don't know, they're nostalgic and wonderful, and they just make you happy and feel cozy. Most yep. of the time. I mean, some of these don't make you feel happy and cozy. But, yeah. yeah. So, I've seen so lots of stage stuff, um, and the film's just for fun. So Yep. Yeah. And that's exactly why we have Katie on the show here today. We're going to be talking about movie adaptations of stage musicals. Whether you like to hear people belt emotional, character-driven solos and snap their fingers in violent dance numbers from the comfort of your own home, or in a local theater, then you probably love these eight Films. Now, we're specifically talking about movies that were once stage musicals and to have had that specific transition. We're unfortunately not going to talk about movies that became stage mu- musicals and then movies again. And that's the reason why you might not see something like Hairspray on here or Wizard of Oz. Mary Poppins. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're specifically talking about that life cycle of a piece of media. So I think we'll, uh, I think there'll be an interesting sort of thing to talk about we you know the common conversation is always about a uh, book to movie but talk about musicals here i think that right. so before you get mad at us being like why aren't you talking about little shop of horrors this that's why exactly i tried yep i tried <laughs> <laughs> she did try to convince me it wouldn't <laughs> let it happen okay and now there are a couple rules we must follow as we make our way through the bracket there are five minutes allotted to each matchup and at the end of five minutes we will decide a winner based on the arguments not on our own preferences so we'll be debating eight of these musical production motion pictures to determine the show stopper Specifically spelled with an A-H and not an E-R. Make a note of that. So, let's take a look at the bracket here, shall we? In the number one seed, we have Chicago going up against the number eight seed, Cabaret. Then we have the number four seed, Sound of Music, going up against the number five seed, Mamma Mia. Then we have the number two seed, West Side Story, going up against the number seven seed, Into the Woods. And the number three seed, Les Miserables, is facing off in the final matchup against the number six seed, Maurice. (laughs) Now, as a reminder, these seedings are completely random. The numbers mean absolutely nothing. This is just for kicks. But 
Are you ready to dive into this, Katie? Yeah, I'm excited to see how these stack up to each other. Yep, this, there's some really challenging matchups here, and I think they just demonstrate how different a lot of these musicals are, uh, both on the stage and on the screen. Mm -hmm. So, like comparing Chicago to Cabaret is one thing, but mm -hmm. Les Mis to Greece is another. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. Let's start off with that matchup then, shall we? We get five minutes on the clock. We're going to be discussing Chicago versus Cabaret. Five minutes starting now. Any preferences out the gate between these two? This is so hard. I personally, as a musical theater person, would rather watch the movie Chicago. Okay. That is an unpopular opinion mm. because Cabaret is like like canon. People love yep. that film. Yes. Um, and the film impacted the stage version so much. Yeah. Um, and it's still so relevant, but I have the emotional range of a teaspoon. Is that from a Harry Potter <laughs> quote? I think that's a Harry Potter quote. And I would rather just watch, sometimes just watch tap dancing. So okay. I would rather watch Chicago. So I'm starting there, but I could very easily be persuaded okay. in the other direction. Nice. Okay. So between these two, I had seen Chicago, uh, the movie, but I had seen it such a long time ago that I basically went into it with a blank slate. And I had never seen Cabaret, had little knowledge of it other than Liza Minnelli was in the film adaptation and there were Nazis involved to some capacity. Mm -hmm. So I, and I wanted to go in blind because uh, it is a widely lauded musical. I, I right. hear people really geek out over it and... <laughs> you people. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I, I, I wanted to go in blind and I was, I was floored with both. Mm -hmm. I, Chicago was even better than I remember. It's got such a unique style and flair to the entire film it's like it's pure attitude the entire film is pure attitude and i love it it's just got it's full of charisma and it's got solid performances across the board it made me like renee zellweger again mm -hmm. uh because she's a, such a delight in that film and then when it came to cabaret i didn't know what to expect and i was completely floored again it just had some great social undercurrents and they were delivered in such a subtle and unique way i love how the cabaret performances in the film i'm pretty sure this is probably true of the stage production as well the songs will change as the nazi regime's influence right. continues to penetrate mm -hmm. berlin and like that wow that really struck me uh, that was such a powerful storytelling device yeah absolutely <laughs> and i cabaret is one of those movies i think i'm going to show to my friends who aren't necessarily musical people because the movie does seem to uh, I, I welcome you to push back on this but it does seem to put the music sort of on the back burner at some no point. you are totally right it so the thing and i think that's the reason why i slightly prefer to watch chicago okay is because i am a musical person yes. and cabaret is a musical for people who don't like musicals <laughs> well the, the film version right is, yeah it's it's more of a film than a musical and and that's one of the major like the big differences between the stage version and the movie is that what's the word um, all of the numbers in the movie, I think the word is diegetic. Diegetic, yes. And so they, they're they are performances within the film. Exactly, so they are a reality of right. That, yes. So if you are the kind of person that's like, people don't break out singing in real life. Right. That's true. Um, and that's not what happens in the film. Right. But it, I mean, it doesn't happen in Chicago either, though. Right. Technically. So yeah. That's a little bit different, too. But 
in this one, every th- all of the songs except for one are in the Kit Kat Club, sung by either Sally Bowles, so Liza mm-hmm. Minnelli's character, or the MC. Yes. So if you can buy that these songs are being sung in a club, which why wouldn't you? It makes a little bit more sense that way. Right. And I, I does what to you? So going into a, a movie musical, you're sort of expecting the music part obviously to be the be at the forefront and i think that's a reasonable expectation and something that i look for when somebody's like hey show me a good movie musical i would probably show them chicago before i would show them cabaret because right. while you're when you're watching cabaret you're sort of looking for something different right um, I mean, yeah you're not necessarily there for those big numbers you're there for all of the tough issues that the the, the story tackles definitely so. if you want if you are looking for a theatrical experience in your home, it would I would say Chicago. Nice, um, yeah. Because I mean, the music from Chicago is incredible. Yep. it's it's huge. It's yep. epic. It's the and then the production value of that film is ins- spectacular, insane. Yep, it feels like a Broadway show. Um, yeah, because each number that they do, while also diegetic, is so over the top. And it mm-hmm. while it, because it's like a fantasy sequence, it's yeah. not like these performers are performing them for their job in a, in a club. It's they are totally. I mean, they're kind of like monologues. Right. Or they're yeah. very, yeah. So all of those musical numbers are the way the characters are working through things. Yeah. So if you watch. Well said. Do you watch, this is my, this is a non-starter. Do you watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? I don't, but I've heard good things about it's it. It's really good. Yeah. So I have watched it for the past few years and it just ended. Oh man. <laughs> that yep. was our time. Oh, I could talk about it for forever. No. I, okay. Um, so. Yeah. Crazy ex-girlfriend, continue, yeah, as you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, the whole point, and you get to the end, and you realize that all of the, the song numbers throughout the four seasons of this show are just her dealing with things in her head. Fantastic, yeah. So that's kind of how Chicago is to me, right. anyway. Yeah, I would agree with that. And something you said really sold me on Chicago here. In terms of this bracket, Like I think, I think Cabaret might be the stronger film in terms of its impact, and when I want to show film buffs, between these two I will give them cabaret but when somebody really wants to watch a movie musical and wants to get that feeling of being at a show having that theatrical experience as you said I think that's where Chicago really succeeds and that's I think where I'm going to place my vote for this one just because it has that spectacle right we do have to just can we talk about Bob Fosse for two seconds absolutely because you can't talk about this film and not talk about him and his style and it, it deserves it deserves mention just because of what a genius he was, what a crazy, crazy loon and damaged human. <laughs> but if you're watching Fosse Verdon as it comes out, as I am, you're probably not. I'm just, these are all really obscure references. No, this so is I'm okay. I'm so sorry. But you learn more about him as a person. But his style is so iconic. And, yeah. but I mean, he's all over Chicago too. So yeah, there. It's... that's why this matchup is hard. But that's, I, Chicago happened after Cabaret. Right. Um, But yeah, so we have to talk about that and that the cabaret is so him and stylistically it's beautiful and wonderful and it's so bizarre and um, the musical for people who don't like musicals, so it's great. But yeah, yeah, my vote is also Chicago. Just awesome. If we're calling it based on the best movie musicals, right? I vote Chicago. Awesome. Sounds good. Now, it, it's it's interesting. You, you threw that, sort of threw that term out there as well, the idea of cabaret being 
a movie musical for people who don't like musicals. Is it known as that? Because that's sort of just what you're, you're sort of in the you're in this so. inner circle. I, I think so, but it's also I mean, people who like musical theater really like it too. Oh, of course, yeah, I, yeah. But I think I think that it's a little bit more palatable for yeah. people who are not theater people and right. who are like some people are kind of like grossed out by like the big tap dancing number. Not grossed out, but <laughs> you know what I mean? They're yeah. just like, Ugh. I get that a lot. Right. So this it's it's a film first, I think. Exactly. Is. Yep. Yeah. Well said. I, I would agree with that. So I it it obviously has its merits, and being I'm glad it's it's here and we're talking about right. it in this bracket. But when it comes to what exactly we're looking for in capturing that feeling of a show on screen, I think Chicago yeah. does a little bit better right. job of that. And but. but and honestly, I'm going to mention this too for Cabaret, just so people don't think I hate Cabaret because I don't. Yeah. Um. It the movie impacted the the stage production right. so much. Yeah. There's like three new songs that they include in the stage production now because they were so great in the film. So yeah. that is incredible. But yeah, my vote's still Chicago. It's yep, still Chicago sounds good. Great. Okay, so Chicago is moving on <gasps> to the hurt. next round. The next matchup we have Sound of Music versus Mamma Mia. Let's get five minutes on the clock again, and here we. Go. Okay, can I be honest with you? Yes. Mamma Mia sucks. <laughs> I okay, I to be uh, fair, I have not seen yeah. a stage production of Mamma Mia. It doesn't make any more sense. So. <laughs> good. Good. Because I, I I watched the movie for the first time in preparation for this, and I know a lot of people who really like Mamma Mia, and uh, it seemed to just come from people who uh, appreciated the story to some capacity. Um, hopefully, I'm not just pooping on people here who like who like Mamma Mia. But I I was expecting something a bit stronger in the narrative department. No, um, no, it's a jukebox musical, and the uh, plot is thin. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is just it's all just an excuse to watch like Meryl Streep sing Super Trooper. Yeah. So <sighs> okay. Yeah. I did hear one criticism of Mamma Mia that really struck a chord with me, and it was. This is about as close as you're ever going to get to seeing A-list actors do karaoke. And I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of fun in that way. Doesn't make the story any less freaking baffling. But I, yeah, I yeah. I love the music of ABBA. And I think Mamma Mia, if it does anything for the music of ABBA, it reinforces how strong their melodies are yes. and how incredible their songwriting is uh, from the lyrics to the composition and everything. It's all fantastic because you can have Pierce Brosnan singing it and it's still pretty good. Oh, man. I don't... a weird little toad version of the SOS. <laughs> weird he little sounds, toad he version. sounds like his throat's about to crumble. Yeah, I know. I feel so bad for him because I love him as an actor and I feel and like... And he's good he, in it as... He's, a human being uh, <laughs> when he's yeah. not singing. Yeah. Neither of us really want to say like, "Oh, he's good," but we're like, eh. <laughs> when he's like emoting and not singing, he does a fine job. But um, yeah, in terms of his uh, vocal strengths, not quite there. So, Sound of Music, it's yes. a classic. It's ingrained in our culture. Mm -hmm. It's when you pick up a recorder, one of the first songs that you might learn might be freaking just anything from the any <laughs> anything from this musical. It's it's fantastic. There's so much that uh, this this song this whole musical, so many of its songs have permeated outside of the musical sphere. There's so many people who know these songs just because you know them growing up in this time period. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a real delight. I. 
still kind of struggle to watch uh, Sound of Music today just because it is a long and very slow and very comparatively, especially after talking about Chicago and Cabaret, a tame film uh, that doesn't necessarily dive into meaty issues. I Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, Feel free to push back on that. I'm going to push back because I'm a contrarian and I just want to argue. Good. Please do. I also think that Mamma Mia is just terrible. (laughs) I've seen, okay, so I've seen three high school and community theater productions of Mamma Mia in the past year. In the past year. Holy crap. Okay. (laughs) So you have not lived until you've seen like a 17 year old Donna Sheridan. (laughs) It's terrifying. It's possible. Yeah, I know. It can be done. It's just something but, I had not considered up until the moment really, you said that, yeah, which is scary, horrifying. Pretty scary, but it makes the movie better. <laughs> All right. Um, but I, okay, so this is similar to my argument for Chicago versus Greece. Mm-hmm. I would rather watch Mamma Mia. Okay. And I would rather watch Mamma Mia. I agree that Sound of Music is so iconic and has permeated popular culture, and I dare you to find me somebody who has not seen at least part of exactly. the Sound of Music. Yep. Um, that storyline does nothing for me. Yep. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm may- glad I'm not alone in that. Right. Maybe because I've seen it so many times. Yep. Um, I've also seen high school productions of Sound, Sound of music, music in the past in the past year. Wow. And it's just you know, there's not really a hot take on it. There's no, there's no, not like a yeah. a cool choice you can make. Um, maybe that's because the film version is so iconic. Right. But I will watch. The clip of Mamma Mia dancing queen on the docks. Oh, okay. Anytime I need to pick me up. <laughs> it's true. Oh my gosh. Okay. Or Super Trooper. Yep. With the, ugh, I will watch that just when my life needs a little sparkle. Oh, remind me of the actress who plays, or the actor who plays Tanya Christine Baranski. She is a delight in everything she's in. So good. The the three friends, and then yep. I can't remember the name of, of Rosie or the character, the um, actress. Yes, but incredible. It reminds me of my great aunt Shirley. Oh yeah, it's so delightful. <laughs> like just like this crazy old feisty late. I I love those actresses. Yes, those three. I will watch the movie for those three. The plot is terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it just is. Um, yeah, but oh, we have the timer again. Wow, that's hard. Yeah, it's, this. I think this one's especially tough mm-hmm. because. They're so different. Exactly. We're, we're talking about this huge saga of a musical in Sound of Music. It's, mm-hmm. you know, there's an intermission in it. It's two and a half plus hours long. Right. It's And that second act is useless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about this with with my friend last <laughs> last night. We had watched it earlier, and he he said, "I really wish there were more than just reprises in the second half." I hate the second act. I hate yeah. the second act of the musical of the show, of the movie. Mm. Yeah, and, and it's dark. It goes downhill real quick. Yeah. Do you feel like it doesn't handle its tonal shift well? <sighs> I it it doesn't provide enough intrigue because the first half is so feel good and like. It is something that your family will watch over Christmas time or whatever. That's what it feels like. And then it's just, I don't know. Yeah. We, it doesn't seem deliberate enough. I've been kind of baffled with that, too, the way it's sort of been framed as a holiday movie. And yeah. it's, I guess some of the songs sort of have like this kind of Is it because they're in Christmas the Alps? <laughs> Maybe. Are those the Alps? No, it's not. It's not Switzerland. I don't well, know. Well, it's uh, Salzburg, Germany, sure. right? Yeah. So, Mountains. um Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> There, there are hills with sound in them, and so... My favorite thing is kind of a, of a it, it can be framed as a Christmas song when that's not entirely what it's meant no, to be. No, it's definitely not. It's supposed to be like this positive like, reinforcement. Not about like, materialism. Exactly. Yeah, and that's... 
that's what's kind of baffling about it is that it's sure it's been so widely praised and celebrated that it has permeated popular culture but it's also kind of been twisted in weird ways within popular culture Mm -hmm. uh does that make it any less of a strong musical i don't think so um but I don't know. I think we need to give this one a little bit more time here. I think because you're right, I'm still not. I can't really. Yeah, because you, you, you do make a compelling argument for Mamma Mia, as, because as, as stupid as it is, it is a <laughs> delight to watch because mm-hmm. it's so ridiculous. Yeah, and the and, performances, well, the female performances are very good. <laughs> the <yeah>. men, <laughs> I mean, it's not about them, though. Right, and, exactly. And, and you yeah. know, it's not about, in the film, I, I think this is where Mamma Mia gets a bad rap. And this is a conversation I had a lot with high schools this year. The film is not about her trying to find the father of her child. It's not, right. about, the, it's not about the men. It's not right. about which one she picks. Right. It's the relationship between the mother and daughter, which Absolutely. soft spot gets me weird every time. <laughs> like the, the scene where she's getting ready to help, helping her get married. She's just going to talk about that. Wrecks yep. me. Yeah. Wrecks me. It's really good. It's so beautiful. And then the friendship that these, these women have been friends since they were, it's just sweet. So like, if the the film were just Meryl Streep and her cronies, I'm in. Like, I, I'm in. Like, I, I love it. I love the musical numbers. Yeah. The, yeah. They should have canonically within the universe of the movie changed the band name to Meryl Streep and her cronies. <laughs> That's my favorite thing in the world. I kind of want to... Can I... I'm adding that to my band band name list on my phone. <laughs> is that... Can I... Is that copyrighted? No. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. It's I, mine now. I... <laughs> completely <laughs> off topic but uh, AV Club once in a while will put out a list of like ridiculous band names <laughs> they've heard of from across the year and uh, from 2018 they had one there was a band called Micah Sa- Michael Sarah Palin <laughs> and, which I adore so oh my God. If, if that's legit I don't see why Meryl yeah, Streep and her cronies remind me to read you mine later it's a whole oh, thing yeah. you, you have a list of band names on oh, your phone yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. there's like 30 they're it, real good okay mm-hmm. so because yeah, we'll talk about it. I also have a list of band names I know on you phone. do we've had them since high school yours is <laughs> Sin Pit is still on my Sin Pit, so good. I pulled out, I think I was talking about New Orleans. Yes. <laughs> As a 17 year old, I'm like, it's just a big old Sin, sin Pit. pit. <laughs> oh, there you go. I now had... you know what we were like as 17 year olds. Yeah, exactly. Not any better than we are now. Not any worse, really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we said it up top, but Katie and I went to went to high school together, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get to get to Greece. When we get to Greece, um, little little snippet of what's to come. But at any rate, I yeah, man, you make you you make a compelling argument for how Mamma Mia is just ridiculous, and for that reason has merit. I let's put it this way: let's go back to sort of the argument we had with Chicago and Cabaret. Mm-hmm. If someone came up to you and asked, "Oh, I want to watch a good movie musical," yeah. I would probably show them The Sound of Music. Right. If they <laughs> hadn't at. seen it already, which they have as a child. Everyone has. Yep. Oh, man. That criteria is hard. Yeah. Because um, I think I, yeah. I, I think you, you, you posed a, a good sort of guideline for us in the, in, in the first matchup in that we want to give them sort of a, a stage experience mm-hmm. at home or at the theater or, you know, at your friend's house or something just by popping in a movie. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know if Mamma Mia provides that. It's yeah, I don't know either. I uh, the issue I have with Mamma Mia uh, from a film production standpoint is that it's super glossy yeah. and it looks like a Hallmark movie yes. to me. And I anybody knows me and knows I have issues with Hallmark movies. So <laughs> I, I I just have a problem moving it forward. <laughs> I think that's fair, and I've ne- I never thought I would be fighting for Mamma Mia, so I'm not going to go too hard. Uh, part of me wants to just to see if I can persuade you, mm-hmm. uh, not because I believe that it is better, um, but 
because I think it's hilarious that we talked about it this much. No, <laughs> because I, I thought that was going to be quicker. <laughs> um, I also have a. I like the Hallmark movie aspects of it because, okay. as I said, um, I'm I like Disneyland and musicals and um, Christmas <laughs> movies, and sure. I'm yeah. That's that's who I am. I, okay. I own it. I yeah. own it. I like to be happy. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't think that if somebody said, let's watch a movie musical, I don't think I would pick Mamma Mia. I wouldn't pick Sound of Music either. Yeah, that's a tough thing. But everybody should see The Sound of Music. I would not say everybody should see Mamma Mia. It's it's for a specific person. Okay. And that that person is me. (laughs) (laughs) That puts me in the Sound of Music camp. That that argument saying, like, everybody should see Sound of Music. You don't need to see Mamma Mia. Just listen to ABBA's albums. I'm bummed about it, but I think you're right. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't watch Mamma Mia. Just Google the Dancing Queen clip. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, It's really sweet and fun. Or the Dancing Queen clip from the second movie because they're on a boat. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I have not. That came out last year, didn't it? The sequel, the movie sequel. Mm, Recently, within the past year. Oh gosh. I own it, and I I do know the Dancing Queen dance. If you want to learn it. Okay. Um. Maybe. It is tempting. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, Just just watch that video, and that's and you're good. And watch the Waterloo clip. Oh yes. uh, Of during the credits when they freaking bring Colin Firth and 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 the pants and the oh god the sequence. I love it. <laughs> that's that's the thing. I feel like Mamma Mia really succeeds when it leans into the camp, but oh, it just loses sight of its... It it never really had sights on a good narrative. No, place. I mean, that's not the goal of it. Yeah, exactly. But no, so. it, yeah, I, I, I think if you really want to watch Mamma Mia, go into it expecting fun, wait for that scene between uh, the uh, the mother and daughter, between Donna and Sophie. Mm-hmm. That's a really great scene. It is. It really is. It's, it's lovely. If, yeah, if there's if there's anything that should be memorialized from that film, it's definitely that scene. And Colin Firth in freaking sequin pants. But. And uh, I can't remember the name, the name of the actress chasing around Bill. Uh, yes. Rosie, Rosie chasing Bill, singing Take a Chance on Me. It's yes. just hysterical. So, yeah. like, it's funny. The, watch it for the music numbers, not for the story. Yep. One last thing about one last thing about Mamma Mia. We've got so much to say. Yeah. So I, I think my big gripe with the movie from like its its constructed standpoint is that it feels like the songs are inserted because it's like oh we can kind of finagle this narrative to fit this one another another ABBA oh, song in. Yeah, I've got so many. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are right. Okay. I So the students that I work with, I work with a group of um, musical theater students, high schoolers, and I'm sure they're all listening to it now. So Sarah, I'm sorry for what I said about Donna. Um, <laughs> but um, I had one student who played Bill in it. So he was like the uh, the world traveler scruffy um, yes. dad. Yeah. And he said, what's the song? Um Oh, I can't remember what song they sing. But in the musical, he and yes. Sophie sing it together. And it is fully a love song. It is yeah. like a breakup song. And like trying to twist it into being like, I'm sorry that I wasn't here for you as your father is just like, eh. Tough no. song. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's going to drive me nuts that I can't think of what the song is. And I'm just going to pull it up right now. Yeah. Because, but it's like, they really, really sandwich those songs in there. Um, yeah, exactly. That's, that, that's <laughs> what I found watching the movie. Um, and not having seen a stage production of it, that's what I I found didn't land with me as a viewer. Is just it it felt like we were just forcing as many ABBA songs as we could in there, and it just didn't work for me. It just really 
undersold an already weak narrative. So, mm-hmm. oh, at, fun fact: that song's not in the movie. Okay, that ex- that explains a, why I was I wasn't. It might be in the second movie though, because what happened is the um, the first movie and the second movie for Mamma Mia are the songs from the musical. So, oh, like all of okay. the songs from the second movie, they pulled from the musical. So that's where I'm thinking of it. From. Gotcha. But there you go. Okay, sounds good. But okay. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm glad we talked this through because I think it's important to talk about uh, those movies within a certain canon that might not exactly stand up or might disappoint some Mm -hmm. people. And I think Mamma Mia is one of them. And I think it's good that we talk about why we why they're disappointing. We live in like such a culture of criticism where it's just like ah, it's bad. Move on. No, we. I'm I'm glad we sort of talked this through. So I think. <laughs> Unfortunately, sort of by default, Sound of Music yeah. has to move forward. Yeah, but I'm not we'll, happy about it, but yeah. And I think we'll get <laughs> into a little bit more why we do and don't like certain parts of Sound of Music right. as it goes up against Chicago in the semifinal rounds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Sound of Music's moving forward. Weird. Okay. Yep. Just so. by where we end up in the rankings, that's the only reason. Yeah. It's exactly. It's uh, that's that's the trick of these random the matchups. Yep. yep. The trick of these ma- random matchups is sometimes you have like two hard hitters going at it, and one has to drop out right away, or two weaker ones that you have mm-hmm. to pick the lesser two evils. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it lands in the in the semifinal rounds. But right. we have two more quarterfinal rounds that work through here. So next we have West Side Story going up against Into the Woods. Okay. Let's get five minutes on the clock. Here we go. So. I have seen a stage production of West Side Story, and I. This was granted when I was in high school. Yeah, I was with you. Yeah, we were in Madison, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I did not like it then. I. Not gen- generally huge on musicals that prioritize choreography. Not because I feel like it's, you know, uh, anything of lesser merit, it's just I prefer music over. Dancing, mm-hmm. so I it, it didn't resonate with me as much. Uh, now watching the film, I believe that was a oh that was like a nineteen seventy two film something or uh, somewhere sixty one sixty one. Oh man, I was way off. Yeah, that's right. I was thinking. I think I was thinking about the year Cabaret. Came. To us, it doesn't make a difference. It's true. We are babies, so it all just feels like ancient history. <laughs> it's true, but I really enjoyed the film. Uh, I think it's just a, a, a real delight to watch the cinematography is really really strong just those opening shots of New York and everything it's is, beautiful it's really yeah. cool I I agree I yeah. think that the film is might be better than the stage version okay cool I'm glad I'm not coming from uh, a completely yeah, I hate place, saying so. that but I think it might be um, yeah. and the way it's the way that it's shot and the choreo it, it lends itself to the choreography a lot better than okay. the stage version I think okay because remember I do I remember making these jokes with you I'm pretty sure but we saw it in high school yeah and we were in the last row of the upper balcony so yeah. the angle we could see like basically straight down on the stage yeah. and the ballet knife fights were hysterical because <laughs> they're like eight feet apart. Yes. And, and so, and I don't know how much better it is when you're at eye level. I haven't right. seen the stage version of it in a while. I feel like mo- most of the time they'll probably design the blocking for that oh, part yeah. of the stage. Yeah. Though, oh yeah, of they're not like, oh, what does this look like from 90 <laughs> degrees up? Right. <laughs> yeah. These high schoolers who have no money. Um, <laughs> but I, the way that they shoot it and like I think about the scene cool in the, was it a parking garage? Yeah. When it's like, I, the physical abilities of those dancers and like the choreography, one, somehow they make, the, for me, this movie is all about the choreography and the yeah. music's wonderful and iconic yeah. and like Bernstein and Sondheim, it's like, holy cow, yeah. match made in heaven, epic. But 
the the choreography is what sells it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about this is a, a they make this really balletic dance look masculine and aggressive and yeah. like, tough and cool. Yes. Like it makes it makes like young boys who can sing want to dance. Yeah, like, it's. It's so cool looking. Going back to the their performance of cool in the movie, mm-hmm. it's it's like frightening because mm-hmm. it's it's a really dark part of the movie. It's just right after Bernardo and Riff had just killed each other, and yeah. or, well, Tony was involved there too. But right. um, so it's this really odd sort of tonal shift, mm-hmm. um, one that I'm not completely convinced they landed perfectly, but it's still quite good and then this performance of cool is just really it's really bizarre because they're dancing kind of violently yeah. um and they're they're like shouting intermittently that's what it reminds me yeah. of and you might not know this reference okay go for it <laughs> high school musical 2 <laughs> troy, Deep cuts. troy bolton on the golf course singing bet on it and he's like angry dancing angry and i'm dancing. like this came from west side story it's like this really like aggressive like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, obviously West Side Story is better, but I'm like, this is where Troy Bolton got it from. <laughs> it's this, like, really, like, athletic, um, lots of just, like, jumping mm-hmm. and, like, lots of arms, and it's not graceful, but somehow still is. I don't know. Athletic for, is a good word for it. I right. like that. If you're learning anything from me, these movie musicals are about the musical numbers for me. Like, yeah. And that's what I keep talking about. And yeah. I guess the story fades away a little bit, yeah. which is... I, I don't know. If you're a film buff, you're probably like, you're missing the point. But <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all about the musical numbers for me. And yeah. Like, thinking about thinking about the, the snapping, how much in, um, is it the Jets song? Or, yep. It's also cool. Um, anytime, any of the, the gang numbers, it's like, that's, that's such, that has become part of culture and it's yep. from the film. Like, that's why we know it. Yeah. Um, and when people think about musicals and they're like oh I need to do some sort of parody of musicals a lot of people go to the snapping you know mm-hmm. there's it's it's sort of an emblematic part of this entire genre of film you know so mm-hmm. I, I think that's really cool uh, so we're almost at five minutes and we haven't even mentioned Into the Woods that, okay. might, that might not oh. bode well oh, for man. it yeah. <laughs> but uh. I, I, I'm curious because I've seen the film didn't particularly enjoy it I think it's okay I think it has its has its moments. I really like Anna Kendrick and Emily Blunt in their respective roles. I think they bring a little bit of personality mm-hmm. to an otherwise kind of flat film. Mm-hmm. But you've also seen the stage production, right. which I understand is a bit darker as well. Honestly? So, okay, so here's what I think. I think that the movie is darker. because. Okay. So here's what I think. All right. I think that... For, and another part of what's important in a movie musical to me is if it is true to the stage version. Okay. And if you can watch the stage version first and then watch the movie and not be royally pissed off. <laughs> and I think that's true with Into the Woods. I All think right. that All they... Right. Mostly... It's mostly there. And, like, the themes are there, but the tone is different. Okay. Um, Into the Woods... Part of what makes it so iconic is the first half is yes, fairy tale. Exactly. And the second half is dark. Yep. This kind of sort of dilutes the dark and washes it all the way through. Okay. Um, the film does. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the humor gets lost in the film. Yeah. Um, there are some really hilarious lines in in the in the stage version. Okay. Um it, and it's funny and it's it's like these moments of levity and like really dark it is dark yeah. like there's a lot of death there's yeah. a lot of regret and like real human emotions that are very important um like there's so much I want to say about Into the Woods but it's mostly the it's mostly the stage version okay 
Yeah, and it's. It, I, I, I'm glad you you talk about what makes it dark, and I think for me, what makes it dark is that it's trying to subvert something that's very familiar, mm-hmm. and in the form of these fairy tales, and stuff then taking we don't, the, we don't. It's stuff we don't want to see in ourselves. Exactly, like, and that's yeah. the whole point of it. And um, full disclosure, I have. <laughs> this is so heavy and like not necessary, but oh, I had a full blown panic attack when I saw this movie in the theater. Really, I did. Well, oh. also my meds were wonky okay <laughs> you can leave that in i don't care all right no. but i did i was a sophomore in high or in college and i was home for like winter break i think and i saw it and it's it's just dark enough for just the amount of time that i'm like huh. this is and it's so it's like such a fantasy and it's so like otherworldly watching mm-hmm. it you feel like you're i don't know you become the character so i guess that's something uh, good for it yeah but like again weird mother-daughter things i freaked out when it with meryl streep and her the uh so the witch and the rapunzel like yes. her being like don't go out into the world like it's a scary place stay here with me at that point in my yeah. life really spoke to me probably still does sure but like, and then there was no, I mean, I guess the agony, I think agony happens after that, which yeah. is funny, but yeah. funnier in the stage version. But right. it's just like, it, it it moved me, so that's yeah. good. It's just, I, I don't no, know. That's fascinating. I appreciate you opening up about oh, yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. That's... I talk about it all the time. <laughs> no, it's, it's great because it, I, I'm getting a perspective of an audience member who I have not. I, I, mm-hmm. I might just not be who this movie is for or who, mm-hmm. who the stage production is for. Right. So I, I'm glad you're talking about how it resonated right. with you. And Or also, uh, sorry, I'm interrupting again, no, but um, one of my favorite... So I love the character of Little Red Riding Hood in this okay. in this show. I think she's hysterical. I think it's cast so well in the movie. I yeah, lo- she's very funny. I love her in the movie, but Little Red Riding Hood also ha- has these lines that are just like, whew, like when you slow them down <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, like, isn't it nice to know a lot and a little bit not? What? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's nice to know things, but usually not. Yep. <laughs> or, um... Uh, nice doesn't always mean good. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, I mean, but Sondheim, you know, I could, that's a whole other podcast, honestly. But For sure. just his lyrics. So, I think it seems like we like West Side Story, but I also, I don't hate Into the Woods. I think right. this is a fine adaptation. I just prefer okay. the stage version. No, good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear mm-hmm. you, you sing it some praises, because I, I do want to go back to it, because I love a lot of... The, the people who perform in the film. I, I am reluctantly a fan of James Corden. He's just a, he's a very charming man. Uh, yeah, that's a perfect part for him, though. It really like, is. Yeah, it's really good. He's really, really pleasant in it. Yeah. And like a fine singer, and yeah. Yeah, he's fine. Exactly. He's and, 100% fine. And like I mentioned, Anna Kendrick and I think and Emily Blunt do a fine job. Mm-hmm. Chris Pine is a, a little boy crush of mine. I think he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and that it, number, he gets... like. They that is the best part in that show. Like, Agony. Yeah. Yeah. You sneak in there, you deliver this incredible song, and then you're like, okay, bye. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And I think he sold it really well. He sort of got that mm-hmm. that charm in the earlier half, and then gets really smarmy in, yeah. in the in the latter half, and that's that's mm-hmm. that's a fun transition to see him sort of tackle. And so I I think I'll go back to it with a little bit more openness and try to see it with uh, a little bit more of what you were talking about so uh, I didn't immediately see those themes right away so I appreciate you pointing them out Um, so I don't (laughs) was it was was that for you personally enough to push into the woods ahead of West Side Story I think I oh no okay no good there yeah I don't think it is um Oh, wow. I don't know why. My heart just says West Side Story. And there's right. so much more to say about it. And honestly, I just kind of want... Like, I feel like I'm saving some of it. Like, okay. Like, 
And you and I, well, the fact that we both immediately went West Side Story and then just started, like, I don't know. I think it's so iconic. And that's a movie that I will watch once a year. Okay. I will watch that film. Yep. All the time. I I love it. Um, And, And going back to our earlier criteria, if somebody asks for a good movie musical, I'm definitely giving them West Side Story mm-hmm. from, uh, coming yes. from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Seems yeah, like you absolutely. would agree. Yeah. Okay. And they cut they cut some really cool songs from Into the Woods. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, the thing, yeah. too, is there's so much to that story that I probably haven't seen Yeah, yet, that's a really because... epic story to tell in 90 minutes. Yeah. I don't know how long it is. It's probably longer than that, but sure. it's not long enough. Okay. The, so... the musical's like three and a half hours long, so like... <laughs> wow. Yeah. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. So... They did what they could, but it's... Yeah. Well, I'll I'll make a note of it though. To next time, next time I see a, a stage production of uh, Into the Woods around town, I'll make a, make a note to go to it. Yeah, you should. So. You definitely should. Good. So hey, that's the point of the show. Sometimes is like, it, it, picking between two things and saying, hey, we still recommend this other thing, but maybe we think this one has a little bit of merits in terms of the larger conversation. Yes. 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 So mm-hmm. great. Okay. No, this is wonderful. I think. I'll definitely revisit Into the Woods, but West Side Story's uh, got the goose here. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Just right. because, like, I get so excited when we talk, just, just like, talking about it. I'm like, oh, I love it. Yeah, and I think just <laughs> the fact that I was coming from a place of, I was, anticip- I was anticipating that I wouldn't like West Side Story's, the film adaptation, mm-hmm. because I didn't really like the musical all that right. much. But the, the, the film was great. Right. Was well, here's, here's another way to know that West Side Story wins this round. The stage version of Into the Woods is better than the movie musical. Yes. The film version of West Side Story is better than the stage version. Yeah. So there you go. I think that that's pretty good criteria. Yep. Sounds good to me. Oh, woohoo! All right, we're moving on to the last. I'm, I'm not angry with any of these no. yet. And we'll I, see. And, and again, still get tipped. We're, <laughs> we're talking them out, and yeah. we're, uh, we're understanding where even musicals like Mamma Mia, while they fall flat for us ultimately... Mm-hmm. They might have some joy in them, you know. Yeah. And so. I appreciate that you bring me back and remind me what I used as criteria for the previous ones, because otherwise I'd just be like, but I like Mamma Mia! <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, but before you said, yeah, I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, it's, that's the tough thing about the show, is we're, we're talking about eight things that in some capacity we like most yeah. of the time. Mm-hmm. I found that to be a truth across most of the episodes we've done of who you got so far. It's mm-hmm. just... It, you just got to narrow it down to really what are we talking about? Right. What is this conversation about? Right. So, in this framing case, the argument, which is good for me rather than me just shouting. Yeah, but I think this last quarterfinal match is going to be a doozy. Especially, yeah, we might need to put some more time on this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go with ten minutes. Let's see where it goes. Let's start with ten minutes. We have Les Miserables going up against Greece. Got ten minutes on the clock for this extra special quarterfinal round. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, so you know how much Les Mis means to me. You introduced it to me, mm-hmm. and it like came at a time in my life where I was just uh, arguably at one of my worst, and it's it was just an outlet for me to cry. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it. I, I go back to I, so I saw a stage production of it, loved it, one that you were actually involved with, mm-hmm. and it was it just completely captured me. And then the film came out that year. And again, just had that just being completely immersed in, and invested in the lives of these characters in this tumultuous, to say the least, time in history. So I, I adore it. I, I find it hard to say something bad about Les Mis 
either on stage or on screen. And, mm-hmm. and it might just be because of my personal bias and how yeah. invested but I am. But you and I have the same personal bias on it, so that yeah. makes this argument really interesting, and it's going <laughs> to make everybody else really angry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I also love Les Mis. It's probably my favorite musical just because yep. it's kind of the musical that introduced me to musicals. Yeah. Like, I mean, beyond like the Greases and the guys and dolls yeah. of the world, uh, it was the first one that I really immersed myself in. I had a really awesome experience being in the show um, and just really, really getting to know it inside and out. I can still see it and like I, f- mm. I know all of the words. I, yeah. I know the entire show. Yeah. It's embarrassing. I yeah. know it. And I think it's so beautiful the music is so incredibly epic um and the themes are beautiful and it's just wonderful i also remember seeing it in the theater i remember seeing it in the theater when it came out with the cast that i was in the show with at the time and just weeping oh yeah wow that's special that's awesome but i watched a couple of clips from this this past week the film is bad Really? The film is bad. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, currently, I disagree with you, but convince me otherwise. Why um, do you say that? Do you want to do that? Or that's my opening statement. Okay. Do you want to keep talking about it, or do we want to talk about how, just overview Greece? Okay, let's overview Greece okay. quick, because we know this is going to be a long one. Yeah, yeah. So let's just lay the groundwork mm-hmm. here. I like Greece a lot for one big reason, and that its music is stylized and captures an era. Mm-hmm. An issue I have with like musical theater at large is that we, we there's like a certain it's a show tune you like the i don't like show tune as a genre mm-hmm. i like it's gen- not i know it shouldn't be exactly and i feel like other genres should infect what like music appears in a right. stage production mm-hmm. and that's what i really like about greece because it's got like sort of like this rockability rockabilly elvis yep. flair to it these great ballads that have olivia newton john's flavor to mm-hmm. it in the film at least and i'm bookmarking what you just said so re- remind me yes what you just said but keep going yes i want to come back to it and so i th- that's the main reason i like greece a lot is because it's got its own attitude it's got its own personality and there's, I'm sure there's other musicals out there that try to capture it, but Grease does what it does best. And I love it for that. I think the themes and the story is a little precarious. Uh, I feel like it has some important conversations going on, but not enough commentary, necessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, It just like poses the problem and then doesn't right. address it's like, well, it. There it is. Mm-hmm. I think Rizzo's arc is probably the most compelling. She's the best. Yeah. She's probably the strongest character. And the, the actress is thing. great. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Stalker Channing, and that is mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. Even if she is 35. Right. But I mean, they're all 35. <laughs> Another problem with this, with this film. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You got... Oh, man. Okay. It, just watch the movie and you'll know exactly what we're talking about when you first see the T-Birds and you're like, wait, those are high schoolers? Like you haven't Excuse seen Grease, though. Like, any <laughs> single person listening to this has not seen Grease. True. Yeah. I, find me a person who has not seen Grease. So, I, I think my mom saw it in theaters 11 times. <laughs> oh, my God. That so, doesn't surprise me, though. Right. <laughs> it's, your mother. <laughs> it's very on flavor for her. She's, it's, yeah. yeah. She I, loves this movie. I was introduced to it at a very young age and all of the, like, sort of dark undercurrents mm-hmm. of the film totally went over my head because I'm like, yeah, cool yeah. race car. I think this is the first musical, the first, my first exposure ever to a musical. Okay. I probably, yeah. it probably is. And I, I thought it was so fun for a long time. Yeah. But then I started seeing other musical theater, and I was like, why? Why is this the one? Right. Why do people love yeah. this? Yeah. And like, yes, the music is fun. And yes, anytime you go to a karaoke bar after 10.30 p.m., someone's going to sing Summer Nights. It's going to happen. It's yeah. going to be bad, mm-hmm. but someone's going to do it. Yeah. And, but it's just, 
I, I don't know. I, I still have the movie. I will watch it every now and again in the background. It's fun to watch with friends just because yep. you want to like be like, why? <laughs> it there. The, what is the theme? What is the theme of Greece? Exactly. What is the, the moral? And yet it does capture an era and it like really makes this. Um, uh, people are nostalgic for this time period and you watch it and you're like, yeah, I get that. But also like, what? Like, they're kind of gross. And. <laughs> They the ending is horrible and against everything I've well, ever. A car flying into the sky, right. Katie. Come on, yeah, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> this, <and> this <laughs> makes sense to me. Yeah. So I that those are my feelings on Greece, but it is iconic. It is so iconic. Yeah. And I just turned away from the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Just Katie just started walking away. It's like it's fine. <laughs> I'm out. That's all I gotta say. Flips the table. Leaves. But uh, okay. So sorry. That, no. That's my. And I I, I think. I think we sort of establish what Greece is within the larger conversation of musicals and movie musicals. It's like the one that a lot of people sort of, they got into this genre and this, uh, this area of film through that movie because it was so huge when it came out. And like I said, my mother saw it 11 times and, uh, but it didn't necessarily capture the meat of what makes these movies and these musicals, these productions, so important to us, right? So, but, and to speak, but to speak for Greece, yeah, and we we've got to bring it up. Yep, you and I were both in Greece. Yep, in high school, <laughs> neither of us were theater people. We were not right? singers. Yep, but we knew Greece, so we tried out for this show, and that's something. Yeah, that is something. Like school, like schools, community theaters know that this is a show that people will get excited about. Exactly. So that's important. And it's yeah. and people do get excited about it because of the movie and how well-known it is and how many places you can see it. And I don't know, that's why I did it. Is that why you did it? Yeah. Like, how else would you... Would you have tried out for the play if it was Oklahoma? No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would have either, which is sad, because now I would, but... Yeah, I tried out on a whim because mm-hmm. it... I think it was you and a couple of our other friends were trying out and I said, hey, why not? I'll walk in, and what do I got to lose? If I, it, I'm, I'm not a great singer. I can hold a tune. And so if, if I get a lead part, fantastic. If I get a tiny part, fantastic. If I get nothing, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I walked in, and, I, and our, our music teacher had given me a few pieces. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know these. Mm-hmm. And they're fun to sing, right. so I'll do it. Right, so, and it was a fun show, and half the baseball team was on it. Yeah. So it's like, it's got universal appeal. It brought together a bunch of weird different cliques within our high school. It did. It was a great experience. Being in that show was great. I loved it. It, it is the first show I was ever in. And it's yeah. and now I work in the theater. So I can't shit on Grease too bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. and also I tell, I tell the students that I work with this all the time. I was the only lead in that cast who uh, did not have a microphone. <laughs> I talk about this all the time. They're like, okay, it's loud enough. It's fine. <laughs> so I think about that. And like, I think... It's, I don't know, it's iconic, and I don't know why I brought that up, but it seemed relevant to the conversation. But, so I think, I think it, it is important. It has, I, I think, I'm glad you brought it up, because it has this draw beyond musical theater people. Yeah. And it, both of us weren't necessarily part of that group. We had, we're both musicians. We had an appreciation for good music, which Greece has. And, you know, I feel like we're both in, involved in, like, good storytelling. Um it, uh, that doesn't necessarily <laughs> indicate that we should have gone for Greece, but uh-huh. uh, but I, we have an appreciation for telling stories on the stage. Yeah. So, but completely distant from musicals itself, and yet it sucked us in, and yeah. we loved it. So, but back to Les Mis. Yeah, I know. I'm going to tell you why this movie 
is bad. Please, please do. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. This is the one that they did the live singing thing on. Yeah, and I love that. About I it. don't. Like it. <laughs> I do not like that about it. I, okay. you, you would think I would, and I think in the movie theater when I saw it the first time, it didn't bother me. But now that I know what that show is supposed to sound like, <laughs> it, it sounds like a rehearsal. It does not Ooh. sound it. So it's they wanted to do the live singing thing, which is very cool. But yep. what makes this musical so beautiful? Is is the music and the orchestrations? So effectively, they're singing to a track. Right. So it's there's a reason why the cast albums for musicals sound so incredible. It's because they've done the show. The actors have done the show for months, mm-hmm. and then they sit down and record a cast album. They know it so well. They're all in the same room. They can take as many takes as they want to, and it sounds perfect. And yes, it's a little unrealistic, but it's beautiful. This. Is they're singing? They're singing to an orchestra track, and that might be wrong. So don't come for me if there was a live <laughs> orchestra too. But it was at least piped in. They were not in the same room, right? And that's such a different feel. It feels different. And like when you have, I'm just, I have a list of gripes. Can I tell you my list? Oh God, we're over time. I'm going. Yes. Um, <laughs> it it sounds like a rehearsal. It sounds like they're marking it. The camera work is a little weird sometimes. That's um, fair. ABC Cafe. It's like shaky. I'm like, why? Um, Eddie Redmayne sounds like Kermit. I love him, but he's got a Kermit voice. Marius is supposed to be like this sweeping, swoon-worthy, like, love interest. And yeah, he's a little bit dumb and naive, but like, he's supposed to be like this romantic, and I don't know, I love Eddie Redmayne, but he's not that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Russell Crowe, that's it. Um, (laughs) Watch the movie, you'll know what she's talking about. The staging of One Day More, I have a really big problem with. That does not translate to screen very well for me. That is absolutely true. I will agree with that. And that is a huge part of the, that's the biggest song of the show. And the whole point of it is that all of these people are coming together with their own personal stories and kind of working together on this one greater, greater cause. And you don't get that when they're all in separate places being filmed, singing the separate parts of their songs. So that's, that, um... I think that Anne Hathaway is, is incredible. She's the best part of that movie. So good. The best part of that movie. And that's the only number that I'm like, yeah, that should have been live. Like, like the singing live there was perfect. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the the Broadway vets were great. So Samantha Barks, who's Eponine, like mm-hmm. she reads she reads Broadway. She's great. Aaron Tveit is um, Angel Ross, and he's very Fantastic. good. He's, I mean, he's good in everything. Um, I just, I don't think the movie is good. I don't. Okay. I'm going to push back on your big point about it sounding like a rehearsal Mm -hmm. i see where you're coming from but i love the rawness of the performances i love that they're a little bit out of pitch i love that they're a little bit shaky and that they will like trail off of a line to prioritize the emotional performance i appreciate that but i hate it (laughs) (laughs) oh this is great because we we've been kind of in agreement for the past two rounds so i'm I'm, I'm glad we're button heads a little bit here i just when i so a lot of issues that people I know have with musicals is that the song is almost like like any sort of song, you know, it's supposed to be a character moment, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a mask they put on instead of just performing like what's actually happening with the character. Mm, not a good actor. Fair enough. Not but, a good actor. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. It, it... But I, I, let, me, let, me, let me frame that a little bit yep. differently. A perfectly sung song is sometimes difficult for people to read as a true character moment because it feels like yeah. a performance. I get that. 
I get that. Yeah. But I have seen, and okay, so Fon- obviously Anne Hathaway's Fontaine, I think is the best part of this show. Yeah. Or is of the movie. Yep. I have seen a live version of One Day More that has wrecked me just as much. Okay. And yeah. it's and it's rehearsed. Yep. Um, but I've heard recorded version versions that wreck me. If you are far enough in the story, like it's it it, it lets the song speak for itself better. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I only slightly disagree. <laughs> I, and I get it. it. It's because I I work with performers who strive to have both. Right. They want both. Yeah. And, and it's possible to have both. Yeah. Um. So, okay. okay. And this is tough. We're talking about some heavy stuff here. Mm-hmm. And I, what what for you is a good example of a film that ha- a movie, a movie musical th- film ha- that has... A performance that has both. That has Funny Girl. Okay. Um. Well, anything Barbara Streisand's in, kind of. Oh yeah. Uh, but Funny Girl, it's. I mean, it helps that it's a lot of um, just solos. Yeah. Her singing. I mean, that's pretty much what the show is. Right. But I think she, she's really great at it. Yeah. Um. I think, and and I do think that Anne Hathaway's good in it here. Like. Yeah. I. <sighs> do you think if everyone? <laughs> this is tough to say, mm-hmm. but do you think if everyone sang? And perform to the caliber of "I Dreamed a Dream" the way that Anne Hathaway does in the film. That it would have held up better for you. Like it, it. Do you feel like if they followed that as a precedent? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that if they hadn't, and I'm surprised that Anne Hathaway is one of the ones that I'm like, oh, she's great. I think that if you're gonna put Hollywood stars in a movie musical and have them sing live, you're gonna have some disappointed musical theater fans. <laughs> like, I think that if. Like Samantha Barks and Aaron Tveit, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. sure, because they they do this all the time. This right. is like a stage performance for them. Yep. But Russell Crowe, no, thank you, yeah. <laughs> like no, thank you. Um, yeah. I don't know, or like even the Tenardiers, which are my favorite favorite characters in that show. Yep. That scene does nothing. Master of the House is like. I agree. I think maybe for different reasons probably. that the Tenardier scene in the film is not great for me, just because I think. Sacha Baron Cohen and uh, Helena Bonham Carter, they bring this sort of weird, gritty, like, dark, like, edgy humor to mm-hmm. it that I don't necessarily feel like I saw in stage productions. Okay. I mean, it's definitely supposed to be, like, a little racy and whatever. Yeah. Have, you, have, but, did, have you just seen high school productions? Yes. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but but, it, but. It, it, it's still, I feel like within the larger context of the story, it still felt like a little hiccup, you know? And yeah. it, uh, like, there's this lady, like, r- riding a Santa and... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's I love those characters, and mm-hmm. I think it's fine, and it does. It is gritty, and I've seen some really, some really gritty versions of those sure. roles. But like Sasha Baron Cohen, it, he bugs me in this. I'm like, why is why him? Like, right. So I think the casting kind of bugs me. It feels kind of like a little, a little stunt casting. It's a little stunty. Just yeah. to bring people yeah. in. We're like, oh, Sasha Baron Cohen is one of the Tenardiers. That's like, whoa. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I I think um, Hugh Jackman's fine. I love him. He's, he's fine in this. Fantastic. Um, Russell Crowe is fine. <sighs> he can't I, sing, but like his acting's fine. Yeah, I, I feel like his performance uh, 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 from a character standpoint is good. His singing is... I get why people don't like him. I don't mind it. The last note in Stars is like... Yeah. It's not the worst oof. part of the movie to me, but it's right. kind of funny. <laughs> like it's, it's the classic joke about this film. Right. Is him being like way, way in over his head. But... Yep. So, 
Man. Have but, we reached any consensus? <laughs> I don't think so. We've gone like way over 10 minutes. I'm so sorry. Extent. I no. have so many opinions on both of these. This is, again, just sort of uh, the nature of the beast, the way we set up these brackets is we <laughs> ended up putting these two musicals, which we both care a great deal about, early on in the brackets. And I think we have to start talking about them in context of one another. I think we've sort of established why we do like and don't like each one. Mm-hmm. And I... I want, I want to say Les Mis. I think I'm still speaking from bias. But I, I, to me, the movie does capture the the grand aspect of, of being in the theater and seeing a production like this. Is the, the songs are sweeping, and they're not just like cutesy and charming like yeah. they are in Greece. Mm-hmm. They really get to the center of a character, and that's what I love about musicals in general is that when those songs really tap into a powerful change that's going through with a character or a powerful conflict that they're facing and that's what Les Mis does for me every single time a song starts yeah I'm not I'm not going to fight with you and say that Grease (laughs) is better than Les Mis because I might as well jump out the window (laughs) I'm not going to say that I think that the movie Grease is more important than the movie Les Mis but I'm okay with moving the movie Les Mis forward Okay, that's I, ooh, that's an important distinction. Um, man. <laughs> Sorry, I should have said that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just introduced quite a, a, a little bit of a, of a wrinkle there. Yeah, but I don't, but I don't want to move Greece forward either because that doesn't feel right. Right. <laughs> so, but I also think that the movie of Lame, version of Lame is bad. Mm-hmm. Like objectively yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. So I'm putting this one on you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's 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 go back to our to our standard to our to our baseline here. Mm-hmm. You want to show somebody a movie musical. Which one do you show them? I I would show them Les Miserables because it gets to, like I said, just sort of what I love about musicals. It, it, it gets to a story told well through emotive song. Yeah. Grease, yes. Grease at points for me feels like, ah, oh, there's sort of this story going on and we can tack songs on. And it, it sort of it informs the setting. But, like, they don't necessarily feel like essentials. It's, yeah. It sounds terrible to, terrible to say, because of course the music is essential to Grease the movie, right. and Grease the musical, but Grease the story, and when I'm just trying to invest somebody in the plot of something, it's gotta be Les Mis for me. But... That's fair. That's fair. If somebody said to me, show me a great movie musical, um, I would not show them Grease, because I'm sure they've already seen it. Yep. And... But I would not show them Les Mis because I think I could find a better bootleg version online. <laughs> but I, I agree the the concept of Les Mis is enough to push it forward for me, I think. All right. What they were going for with it. Okay. They tried. Yep. <laughs> they tried. A for effort. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, oh, man. <laughs> this is a really tough one because I, I, I see exactly what you're talking about in terms of Les Mis' faults as a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got some blinders on it, I will admit. You know, yeah, just I do too. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I appreciate you opening my eyes up to that. Can, <laughs> can you, just, just to humor me a little bit, can you give any other further push for why Greece might want to move forward? I, I can't necessarily think. Of, of a reason I think it's it was important culturally but it's such a like a blockbustery version of movie musicals you know it's just sort of kind of all glitz and no right. r- real meaty story I think my only argument and this is not an argument from my soul this is an argument based on the sake of me liking to argue 
is that it go the same logic for Into the Woods versus West Side Story. Into the Woods is an okay version. Uh, the film is an okay version of the of a stellar movie. Yeah. Or a, st- a stellar show. Yes. Um, West Side Story is a very great version of yeah an, of a fine musical. Um, the Les Mis film is a terrible representation <laughs> of a beautiful musical. Yeah. And Grease, the movie, is the only one I care about. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not gonna go see a stage production of Grease. Yeah. Like I got it in my head. Like I don't, I like I know what it. Olivia Newton-John is Sandy. She it's is true. Sandy. Don't give me another Sandy. Like yeah. I don't know what that character is yeah. without her. Because and, the character's underwritten, but like, <laughs> like the, yeah. In in and in all fairness, John Travolta is Danny Zuko he for is. me. He is. What you know, it's mm-hmm. ugh, he's like the same way. I think about you know like all the different Bonds across the years, all the d- different James Bonds across the years. I think of Pierce Brosnan when I think of Bond, like when somebody says that name, and when I think about Danny Zuko and Greece, I picture John Travolta. Yeah, and and of, and of course Olivia Newton-John as well. They're they are those characters. Oh, that yeah. for an argument I'm sorry. for the sake of no, this is great. <laughs> I love this for the argument for the sake of arguments. That was a very good one. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Got a lot of opinions. Shit. <laughs> this is. I'm putting this one on you. I'm not. Yeah. I will not. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. I don't particularly like either of them, but I have strong opinions on both. Yeah. So no matter what you do, I'm going to disagree. Okay. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'll give it to Greece. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> does that hurt? It really does. Yeah, I know. Oh, man, because I... Oh, I love Les Mis so much. And I do still love the movie, but it, do, it did not have the impact that Grease did. No. Absolutely no. not. No, and, unfortunately. And it, right, I know. Who knows? Maybe 30 years... No, it won't. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe down the... It won't. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Sorry. My, my predictions for this bracket have been completely upended, but that's exactly I, why well, I did I, show. Well, I, I had no idea idea what was gonna <laughs> I went into this even this one I was like I don't know what I'm gonna pick <laughs> yeah no this is wild okay because it, this is what it comes down to for me Les Mis has already kind of been forgotten as just sort of another sort of aftermath of Chicago being an amazing film and being like ah oh, movie musicals are Oscar bait right Les Mis is kind of a remnant of that it really yeah, is that's true. Uh, as much as I love the film it feels part of that sort of uh, superficial trend mm-hmm. um and as much as I think the the movie does right, I definitely see where you're coming from. And I feel like if I was involved in more like theater productions of Les Mis and had even seen more uh, beyond high school productions, mm-hmm. I would start seeing the cracks in the gaping holes right. <laughs> in the film that I you see. I think that we should do an hour and a half long podcast about the stage version versus the film version. <laughs> Literally just lame is. Like, right. I could go off about that. Yeah. And not even just that. Any of these. Any one of these. Like, right. there's so much to talk about. Into the Woods. I could talk about the differences for days. Mm-hmm. And if if what we're doing is is uh, evaluating the this particular film yeah, it's hard, but that's, I mean, I think that's where the way you gotta go. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Is it hurts. We're still feeling the impact of when Grease was released as a film. I don't think we're feeling the impact of when Les Mis was released as a film. No, I would no. agree. Oh, that hurts. Circle. It smarts. Les Mis. Ooh. Knocked out of the rounds. Ooh, hoo, hoo. All right. Well, 
After an hour and six minutes, we're finally on to this so, <laughs> final. I'm so sorry. It'll be quicker. No, no, this is fantastic. <laughs> I have a lot of notes. <laughs> the, in, uh, frequent listeners, in case you hadn't figured out by this time, the timer is just semantics. <laughs> the timer is just to impose some sort of structure on this show. Because otherwise it'd be like, we will have been here for like four and a half hours. Right. Like. It keeps some sort of semblance of a check on us. Uh, but when we're getting down to the to the nitty gritty, we need to give these things some time. And I'm glad we did. Uh, I I need to go back and watch Les Mis with a little bit more of a critical eye, I think. Unless I'm an emotional one. I don't so. mean to ruin it for you. No, it's great. No, I, you know, I... I need to appreciate it for what it is find a good a, a good bootleg of it <laughs> yeah for sure because i'm a, a a preteen like a tumblr preteen i find weird bootlegs of yep. things because that's the world i'm in now yep. um but or or just the like honestly the concert version i oh wow i don't even want to get in there never mind we're not, <laughs> we're not going there never mind let's go round two <laughs> all right pulling back we're going into the semifinals. let's review the standings so, Chicago overtook Cabaret in the first round. Then we had Sound of Music uh, trouncing out Mamma Mia in the next round. And then we had West Side Story uh, taking over Into the Woods. And then in uh, the debate of the century, <laughs> Greece defeated Les Mis. Oh my god! You say it out loud! <laughs> <laughs> Hurts, doesn't it? The movie, Greece, the movie overtook Les Mis, the movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah an important clarification, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> So, then, in the semifinals, we have Chicago going up against Sound of Music and West Side Story going up against Greece. Okay, now, now seeing those, I'm happy with these matchups. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. They're pretty iconic. It's so, fair. Five minutes on the clock again. We're going start to talk, start by talking about Chicago and Sound of Music. Let's get five minutes on the clock here and starting now. I vote Chicago. Me too. All right. <laughs> Next round. <laughs> Perfect. I don't like watching The Sound of Music. Yeah, it's... I, I, I wouldn't watch it. If you said, hey, let's watch it right now, I'd be like, I don't have three hours to be bored. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I admittedly, I did, like, nod off during mm-hmm. the second act when I second rewatched this in in preparation for this, and it was just... Yeah, I it, it, it it's an obligation at this yeah, point. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it is. And I... Oh, God, I... I just don't, I don't like it. Like, I will leave, so I think about this when you leave a theater. Mm-hmm. How do you feel when you, when you press stop after watching Sound of Music, how do you feel? When you press stop after watching Chicago, how do you feel? Okay, so after I watched Chicago, I was completely for it. I, I love that world that they create. I, I feel like they touch on some incredible issues of, like, the media. Right, and like the nature of celebrity and yeah. and honestly, like a little bit about like criminal justice too. Right. Like in corruption and it's yeah, there are it has something to say while remaining so totally entertaining. Yes. And catchy and like those songs will be stuck in your head for forever and not in an annoying way. Like right. it's great. Yeah. But Sound of Music, what is the theme? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, but I, it, it's just yeah, I think what bothers me a little bit about the sound of music is that there's sort there there are these darker themes going on uh, in the, because of the time period it takes place and, right. and because of the second act and where that leads, but it never really allows those to exist 
on stage, like right in front of you, right on right on the screen, it just sort of like, oh yeah, that's also going on, and that's what's sort of driving our characters to leave. Right, you um, just know. Yeah, like they don't tell you anything about it. You just know that that's what's happening. Right, and it just sort of becomes this sort of sickly sweet treacly. It's about love, right? Is I guess that, it's a love Isn't story. Isn't everything? <laughs> I know, but that's it. It's yeah. just a love story, kind right. of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, and it's gross. Ew. <laughs> Moving on, Chicago. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel that. I need and more. No, yeah, that's that's exactly true. And I feel like I just have so much more to say about Chicago, and it's a movie that's half the length mm-hmm. of, of, of The Sound of Music. Yep. I, I want to talk so much more about John C. Riley's performance, yeah. and I, and I want to talk about Val McKelly, that whole character, and just, oh, it's mm-hmm. all so fantastic. Yeah. And there's such... It's tough to say because these were made at two very different times right. too. Right. Uh, you know, Sound of Music came out in mid '60s, I think. Sixty-five. Sixty-five, and then it's like the fiftieth anniversary this year, or right. not this year. That's not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how time works. Math. Uh, Sixty. Yeah. Yeah, sixty-five. Oh, it's the fiftieth anniversary of the musical. Ooh. Okay. No, it's the sixtieth. I'm lying. This is all a lie. <laughs> it came out in 1965. I can't do math. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, okay, so it, it, these were just made at two drastically different times, but I, I, I think we need to compare the production a little bit because uh, Sound of Music's got Technicolor and it looks gorgeous. And yeah, it it's looks, beautiful. And it looks clean, and those opening shots of Salzburg are just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But I kind of just want to hang out in the world of Chicago a little bit more. Definitely. Uh, because it's more stylized, yes, I would say. I agree. Cell Block Tango. Oh, oh yeah. holy shit. That's it's all, so good. That's it. Cell Block Tango. Yeah. I, yeah. okay. I remember watching, because I, 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 I've seen Chicago a handful of times now, but uh, it had been a considerable gap uh, between the last time I saw it and when I watched it again in preparation for mm-hmm. this. I did not comprehend how cool Cell Block Tango is. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Just... I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, but that, yeah. I mean, every stage production of it is influenced by that. Whatever right. that means right. to you. Like, you, sometimes, is that problematic? Maybe. <laughs> but it's so iconic. And, like, it, really is. it, it captures that song so perfectly and it's yeah it's a great representation of the musical or of the movie as a whole i think yeah exactly because i I think i think in that number you see the fantastic music Mm -hmm. fantastic choreography and the uh, fantastic production design because it's it's stylized it's kind of in like this dreamlike space um but it's infected by the reality of the world being imprisoned and all um but at the same time they're like pulling red scarves out of uh, these sort of dancing sexy men. Right. It's and, very theatrical. And oh, that is fantastic. that is such a stage thing. Right. And I love that. Yeah. Like, that is a stage trick that yeah. they didn't need to do. They didn't have to do that, but they did because they wanted to represent the musical. Yeah. That's... Like, yeah. That, I think that's a really important element of our entire conversation here is that... Chicago, the movie, very well could have CGI'd in blood or something right. during that during that production, but they they are during that particular number, but they do the scarves and they do the choreography and they do this representation mm-hmm. right uh, because that representation is important to how those characters are processing their situation. Right. So it would be a very different number. If there were actual blood involved. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but they could have done it as like a flashback scene or something right, too. Right, Yeah, mm-hmm. but they they. But it's, this is a movie that is a musical, so they wanted it to be a musical, and that is how it's represented on stage, so that's what they did. And I feel like that runs throughout the whole show. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Sound of music. 
Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Fair nope. enough. Nope. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I think we're. I think we're both in agreement yeah, here. It's she iconic. Goes, it's beautiful. It will never die. But no, not. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. for me. I don't think it's aged super well in terms of how no. we view movies. Yeah. Uh, it's tough to say whether Chicago will because it's only uh, it's less than twenty years old. Right. Musicals in general don't age well. <laughs> <laughs> That's again a whole other podcast. It, but yeah. we'll bring any Rodgers and Hammerstein is like oof. Ouch! So, yeah, that's a whole other thing. But, yeah, I don't... Yeah, we'll see about Chicago, though. But it was already... The musical was 30 years old at that time. Yeah. Or 20... Yeah, almost 30. Almost 30 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, 79? (laughs) No, I... 75. 75. Okay, that's a little older than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. And the movie came out in 2002, so it was... Yeah. yeah. It was already pretty old at that time. Yeah. And I think... And it was true to it. I still feel like even after all of this, there's a lot more I want to say about Chicago. So yeah. I want to move forward. I want to move forward, yeah. Do it! Chicago in the finals. That's Fantastic. Weird. I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah. yeah. Watch it again. It's... I'm gonna. I'm excited. It's I own so it, I'm pretty sure. Right. On, DVD. on DVD. Got it in high school because that's who I was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we have... One more matchup to determine the finals and who will be crowned the show stopper. So we have West Side Story going up against Greece. Let's get five minutes on the clock again. Here we go. I'm with West Side Story yeah, on me this too. one. Yeah, easy. Next round. <laughs> That's gosh. Yeah, after easy. Such, yeah, after easy. such a wild uh, quarterfinal round, this is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But. West Side Story, I, I still want to talk a little bit more about how much my expectations were subverted when yeah, I saw the film, definitely. having only seen a stage production of yeah, it. Yeah, that's important. Because I feel like you mentioned it earlier, and I felt like it really resonated with me when you said like the choreography lends itself well to cinematography, because mm-hmm. you get to sort of move around the dancers and get right up in there exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. and you're not just watching from the singular angle. Not saying, of course, that you can't have a wonderful sim- like a cinematography in a stage production of uh, West Side Story. I think course, usually but... usually choreography is better viewed on stage than it is in a film. Right. So in this case, that's really special, I think. Yeah. That it's better because it's that, that choreography is that intricate and that powerful. Like, you want to be as close as possible. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it was, West Side Story was really welcomed into that medium in a cool way and i i love the performances from a song perspective too because like i said i'm more of a song guy when it comes to musicals Mm -hmm, and uh the woman who plays anita is fantastic rita moreno is is uh, my goddess she (laughs) she is the best part of this movie easy hands down and she's a supporting character she's not the lead right she is 100% not but America the entire so good oh my god it is one of my favorite that is one of my favorite musical theater numbers ever yeah America is so iconic she is Anita she's perfect Mm -hmm. um She's going to be in the new West Side Story remake. Did you know that? Yeah, she's going to be playing the... the doc character. Exactly. So the old shop owner. But it's yeah. so perfect. So I'm so excited for that. December 2020, they said, is when it's coming out. So a million years from now. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Spielberg's but, involved with that, isn't yeah. it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Tight. That'll yeah, be cool. it's going to be great. And they found, like, this... Um, a 17-year-old high school student to play Maria, and she's 
incredible. Awesome. She's perfect. She's like a Colombian American New Jersey high school student. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be great. But yeah, she's Rita Marino is, is perfect. And she's yep. that was like the beginning of her just being a huge star. Yeah. Like and she I mean she still is, obviously. Yeah. She's yeah. incredible. And when I saw the stage production of West Side Story, I don't feel like I really saw that character come out as much as I did in the film. And in the film, she I was easily most invested in her because of the conflict that she was torn, uh, uh, torn between and what she had to go through. I feel like it, it was most accurately shown with her. And with the other characters, sometimes it comes across as melodrama. It's, yeah. it's Romeo and Juliet. Right. Of course it's going to come across as melodrama. Mm-hmm. That was Shakespeare's intent. But with her, it feels really genuine and powerful and she's hilarious in it uh i think you're first like introduced to her when like maria's asking oh can you lower this dress an inch and uh and she's like no i was like well what little harm can a dress uh, can an inch do <laughs> like a lot <laughs> like that oh just that uh, establishing that relationship and that short little conversation was perfect for me and i love her as a character and Speaking for the other songs, because we've talked a lot about the choreography mm-hmm. and uh, sort of the general cinematography of the, cinematography of the film, uh, I like, uh, I forget who plays Tony in the film version, but I like his rendition of Something's Coming. Mm-hmm. It feels really dynamic, and I really like who, how he sells the who knows. Like, he yeah. really just leans into that. Yeah, he yeah he's a very musical performer, which is which sounds redundant, but he, is. Like, he gets that he's not just parking and barking. Like he, <laughs> parking and barking? Have you used that uh, turn oh, of phrase uh, before? Yeah, too many times. Okay, I've never heard that <laughs> before. It's a park and bark. Park and bark? It's just, you, you stand and you sing. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> Park and so, bark. I love that. You're going to have to teach me all the, the freaking stage lingo. I'm go- you're going to have to stop me when I get... When I do it too much, it's really obnoxious. But yeah, I love yeah, it no, though. he's great. Um, I do need to mention the fact that okay, the year was 1961. Mm-hmm. We get it. Uh, Natalie Wood is not Puerto Rican. I was afraid to bring that up, but not I'm glad even you did. close to Puerto Rican, and she also doesn't actually sing. So why is she playing Maria? Yeah, I mean she's she's fine. Yeah, but she sort why, of captures like the wide-eyed. Yeah, element but why of that pick that character if she doesn't look the part? Nor is she able to sing the part. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, it's 1961, so they didn't know that that was not cool at the time, but the, the her not singing thing, I still also don't get. Yeah. I'm like, meh. Then why? <laughs> right. Who did she know? Like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Did we forget that this is also going up against Greece? <laughs> we have to also have to talk about uh, this. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't... Do we? <laughs> yeah, I think Fair enough. Greece won by default. <laughs> yeah. Really did. I... Yeah, it's... But, and I think that the Greece and West Side Story are on par with their in terms of iconicness. Yeah, just in different ways. And like, while Greece is a bigger part of pop culture, that doesn't necessarily mean that I want to be friends with somebody who likes Greece better than West Side Story. So true. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's still, it's it's still better. West Side Story is still better. Yeah, and while pop culture impact was a big part of Greece's fight against. Les Mis, that's not the be-all, end-all here. No. I think you could say that about any piece of media. It's like, sure, freaking Avengers Endgame was a huge cultural moment here for right. us, but we're not going to be talking about it in terms of like how it shaped us, yes. I don't think. No. Unless I'm missing something. But these two are close enough that I can say, yes, I think Greece is more well-known, but it's not so much more well-known yeah. than West Side Story that I think that it discounts it. Like, I right. think West Side Story is right up there. Yeah. Um, in terms of, and whether or not people know it, they're still impacted by it in some way. Yeah. Like, think about any musical that you like now. Like, 
it's been it was impacted by West Side Story. Yeah, definitely. Certainly. Like it's there's it's influenced so much culture coming after it. At every joke about dance fighting and uh, snapping and gang, you know what I mean? Like yes, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it all comes from West Side Story. My favorite version of Romeo and Juliet. It's. Yeah. Like, the only one I care to watch, really. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, that's, that's it for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I wish there was more to say about Grease, but I think that sort of speaks to its Everybody quality knows the deal. Or, or lack, yeah. <laughs> we all know the deal. We and, get it. And the fact that we, you know, don't really have much more to say about it, I think, speaks to its quality or lack thereof. Yeah. Um, in terms of its, you know, it's going up against some heavy hitters here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yep. it's great. Go watch Grease, enjoy it for what it is, but when you really want a meaty movie musical, maybe go to these other ones right, we're talking to about. to watch, to sit and watch and watch the story and hear the songs and watch the the, the numbers, rather yes. than just kind of watching in the background and being like, oh my god, that part, Sandra D. <laughs> <laughs> you know? When you're watching intentionally and you and you intend to watch intentionally, <laughs> you should definitely Correct. be watching West Side Story. Yeah, so. um, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. That moves it on to the finals. We have Chicago. Going up against West Side Story in the finals for the title of the show. Stopper. All right. Let's get five minutes oh, man. on the clock. I'm scared. <laughs> Me too. This will be great. I don't right. know where we're going. All right. Yep. Five minutes on the clock. Chicago versus West Side Story. Here we go. Okay. You said you don't know where this is going. Does that mean you don't have an immediate preference out the gate? Uh, I don't. Okay. Um... I think I do. Well, my heart does. My brain doesn't. Okay. My heart says West Side Story. All right. Um, my brain doesn't doesn't like the well. My heart doesn't like the idea of Chicago winning. Okay. Because oh, this is a dumb reason, but I feel like the golden age of movie musicals is not two thousand two. Like I feel like the intention of Chicago was to harken back to those times, um, and. I, I think that Chicago was made to be a, a like a blockbuster, blockbuster and be nostalgic and be flashy and be commercially ex- like successful. Yeah. Yes, and that's fine because it was and it impacted so much after it for the past yeah. two like two decades probably wouldn't have happened if Chicago had not been successful. Yeah, exactly. Let's take a look back at the bracket here. We have uh, Mamma Mia probably wouldn't have existed no, if Chicago not. wasn't as successful. Mm-hmm. Into the Woods definitely no. wouldn't have. And Les Mis definitely wouldn't have. Nope. Wouldn't have. Nope. And there's countless other musicals that aren't on this bracket that would not have existed if Chicago hadn't won countless Academy Awards. Right. So. Uh, it, it showed us that they still could win Academy Awards. That musicals yeah. still could because it hadn't happened for a while. Right. Um. But I feel like West Side Story is more pure yeah. to me. Even okay. if it's not, maybe I'm being nostalgic by thinking it's more pure. I might be. But. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because when you think about the movie musical, I definitely, I agree with you. You think back to that golden age when West Side Story came out and the Guys and Dolls era, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it had this, you know, the, the title cards and the intermissions and everything like that. It had a little bit more of a feeling of being at an actual show and right. not just at a place where they had a big a big enough wall for a projector. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it 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 spoke more much more to the stage culture. Um, and <laughs> Chicago, I love it. I mm-hmm. I I find it hard to argue against it, um, just because I think the production and everything is so spectacular and so complete. 
there's there's not a shot in that movie I don't think I would change mm-hmm. just because it's it, it's production is so precise. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I, I love how they designed Roxy Hart's apartment. I love how they handled like the jail scenes with like being like right next to a hallway and you just right. see like the media walk by and that's exactly it's there's there's so many subtle production choices in that movie that I just adore and I feel like I would have to watch West Side Story again to see something at that level uh, for better or for worse and <laughs> is, is, is it good that Chicago made its choices that obvious to me right away I don't know maybe maybe it's just uh, maybe I'm <laughs> not as good of a film watcher as I think and it's like oh this is obvious to everybody um, every all the choices that they're making and yeah. um, and it's just not, and they're beating me over the head with a stick and I'm like wow I'm so good at watching movies you mm-hmm. know so I still so okay hear me out I don't know where this is going I'm just gonna start talking and we'll yeah. see what comes out on the other end yeah um, I think that Chicago is smarter I like the story better I think that there's more more substance there. I agree with all three of those things. <laughs> um, I think that West Side Story is way ahead of its time. Yeah. In terms of production value, in terms of cinematography, in terms of just making a good movie. This yeah. is like one of the the first one. The I would, how many Academy Awards did West Side Story win? Like it. It was very impressive and it cleaned up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was nominated for eleven and it won ten. Holy smokes. All right. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, and this is, so this is a movie that came four years after the musical came out. Yep. Um, Wes, and as we said, Chicago had 30 years. Yeah. And he had 30 years to see it and perfect it and pick the parts from stage productions that it liked. Um, I, what, but right now I would rather watch Chicago because I think it's more fun to watch. Yep. But I... I feel weird picking Chicago over West Side Story. I just do. Yeah. And do you think that's because of the name recognition? Do you think that's just because West Side Story is really solidified as just part of musical culture? It and could be. Is, 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 uh, coming from your perspective, is Chicago anywhere as essential as West Side Story? The, the stage production of a movie. I would, uh, for the sake of this argument, the stage, the stage production. I think it's yes. Okay. I think it's comparable. Yeah, because that's something I can't speak to. Yeah, I think it's comparable. I, I would love to see a stage production of um, Chicago at any time. I It's yeah. always good. It's always funny, no matter how you right. see it. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the film. I wish I would have watched it recently. I didn't think we were going to be arguing it this much. I thought you were going to beat me with Cabaret. Yeah. I thought, because I knew, I'm like, oh, he's going to like Cabaret more. Um, <laughs> so I didn't think I was, so I didn't rewatch it. But um, it it is, I think West Side Story is beautiful, though. Yeah, it really is. And it, it, that feels like a, a musical to me. Yeah. Okay. So I think we have to talk about. We I think we've firmly established the strengths of both of right. these the, films. The criteria and are very films. different. Yes. Yeah. I think we have to talk about what we don't like about both of these. Yeah. So with West Side Story, I feel like it does not. Again, this is sort of an issue with the source material being Romeo and Juliet, but I don't feel like it handles that tonal shift as well. Of course. Yeah. Uh, it's. It's a very fun and campy and silly movie, and I don't think you realize the stakes until they, until the moment they happen. Happen, and I think that's a flaw with the movie. It's you don't realize that, like, oh, this is a matter of life and death. You would describe West Side Story as campy. I think, yeah, really, yeah, I think it's a little campy. Hmm. 
I don't think... I, I, Can a 1961 movie be campy? Oh, crap. Sorry, that's, again... <laughs> no, that's... Uh, I, I'd say Mamma Mia is campy, because it's trying. I don't yeah. think West Side Story... I think West Side Story is pretty serious. Okay. It's, I mean... Maybe that's I, just the way I'm... Wa- maybe, maybe that's the way I'm reading it. I don't, I, you could be right, too, but I, I've never thought that. I've never thought... It's always been pretty serious to me. Okay. Like, and yeah, there's there are jokes in it, and they're... I think people probably underestimate it because it's a musical. Like, you think yeah. it's campy because it's a musical. Right. But you can handle serious shit in a musical. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And that, and that's exactly why Chicago's high, high up here, too, is because you can handle, like, serious talks about the nature of media and celebrity. Chicago's in, in campy. Frame. Yeah. But yeah. I, think for, I, I think more intentionally. <laughs> yeah, know. yes. That is intentional. I feel like camp is intentional, though. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Can you accidentally be campy? I don't think so. I think you can. You yeah. watched a lot of Drag Race, Dayton? <laughs> No, but my, um, my, my friend Michael it. certainly wants me to. Get on it, and then you'll know camp. Yeah. <laughs> camp has to be delivered, otherwise it's just tacky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's... Yeah. Ooh. That's... Uh, uh, thank you for confronting me on that. Because maybe, <laughs> maybe it's because of, you know, just... It, it, it's been, how like, 50 years since uh, West Side Story came out? 50 mm-hmm. plus years? Yeah. So it's just like, eh, it might just not have aged well in terms of, you know, I, I watch more modern movies. That's yeah. just the way I am, so. I have an argument against West Side Story. Okay. Um, even though I think my heart likes it better, mm-hmm. um, for really no reason, um, my argument for West Side Story is it is preaching to the choir. We all know the story of West, of Romeo and Juliet. We all know it's a tragedy. There's yeah. no... There's no conflict. There's no... I mean, there's conflict. plenty of conflict. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't feel conflicted watching it. Nobody right. feels conflicted watching it. Right. We know the right answer. <laughs> right. We know the right answer. And I, I think, like, the theme... I, I have this quote written down. Doc says... So the Jewish candy owner... Yeah. <laughs> says, you kids make this world lousy. When will it stop? That's yeah. the theme. That's the theme of the whole thing. Yeah. Does anybody disagree? No. No. I, I mean, so. it's, like... Yeah. You're right. right. Preach it to the choir, buddy. Like... Yeah. It's it's not a challenging movie. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> and I think ooh, that's really why that's I think that's a big reason I like Chicago is because it's really asking us to consider how we process uh, the villains in our world mm-hmm. and how we pay attention to them and how we shouldn't and how we end up celebrate like you know, celebrating them. I think. I think Chicago really hit me hard when I watched it in preparation for this because for some reason Ted Bundy's back up in the cultural conversation Mm -hmm. and for some reason he's like being idolized in this weird way and that's exactly what Chicago is talking about I think. But it is. Hmm. But do you like them any less at the end of the movie? What do you mean? Do you like those women any less? Like, what do you learn? Do yeah. You, do you feel... Like, are are you saying the exact opposite of what you just said? Right. Like, <laughs> are we learning the opposite of... I mean, no, I know what you mean, but, like, it doesn't make you feel like it's wrong. You feel like it's right because you Sh- like them. Chicago is cynical, and mm-hmm. it does not own up to that. It does not recognize its own cynicism sometimes. It sort of just shrugs its shoulders at the end. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. and then they go on to make this really cool stage show, mm-hmm. and they succeed, and there's no problem. It's just like... Yeah, it it it's like showing you the problem, but it does not begin to show you a solution. Um, you know, because everybody's in on the joke here. Right. You know, and yeah, that's true. and the person who's on the on the on the outside of the scenario that Chicago presents is Amos, mm-hmm. and he's just a bumbling. Oh my <laughs> yes. god, I love Amos so I much know. in this. He, John C. Riley is 
honestly one of the most underrated actors. Uh, yeah. That's working like, right how now. is he in this and so good in it? It's fantastic. Forget the, the Mr. Cellophane Cellophane. thing. Oh, my God. Oh, that's it's... one of my favorite songs. I, I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good in this. Yeah, and I, lo- I, I love how they handle that, but that we don't see anybody challenging the status quo that's true. in this movie. And yeah. Does does a movie need that? Does a does a piece of media need that to say something important? Not necessarily, but it's Chicago sure as hell isn't moving us forward right. unless we continue to have conversations like but, this. And this kind of goes against what I said earlier. Was the intended audience people who already knew what the themes were, or are we? So I said before that Chicago was made to be a blockbuster and yeah. to have widespread appeal. Yeah, but. They don't tell the story in the movie the way that the musical does. Like, it's not... It does not spell it out for you. Like, they're expecting that you know the right answer. Yeah. From the very beginning. Yeah. So... Does that does that make it smarter? Like they're not they're not really (laughs) preaching to the choir. They're like doing the opposite of preaching to the choir. Right. Like it's satire because they're assuming you know what's right. Right. You know. And I kind of like I like it better that way. Me too. Yeah, I, I, I like I like those movies that you know maybe are a little bit gratuitous for this for the sake of you know sort of lampooning gratuity, right? And you know like Wolf of Wall Street's a good example of that. Uh, Seven is a good example of that. Seven's one of my favorite films, and is it's, that the What's in the Box one? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, Never seen it. But I, but I know the reference. Okay, it's just a warning. It's crazy dark. Yeah, I'm but, never gonna watch it. Yeah. Like we said, I don't like to feel things. Right. So. Yeah, it's crazy dark for the sake of being crazy dark. And I'm a it, delicate flower, and I don't like <laughs> violence. So no, thank you. Okay, never mind. I, I retract that recommendation. Yeah, then no, I can I can I can see its place in yeah in the, in the canon and why it's important. And get, yeah, I got yeah, you. exactly. I, inter- I interrupted you to say no. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> No, it, it's no. I, I, th- I think that sort of. I think that that fact is important to this conversation, though, is that people aren't necessarily all going to watch those movies that really indulge in this, this sludge of humanity and yeah. and don't provide a light on the other side. That's true. So it's into the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. there. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I don't think. I don't know if you want to wrap this up this quickly, but I think that literally that convinced me. I don't think. That the dancing of West Side Story can measure up to everything else in Chicago. Yeah. The cast is better in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Everyone is represented appropriately yeah. in Chicago. And to... Uh, I, I think I might just be diving deeper into this conversation instead of moving towards a conclusion, but I feel like the celebrity casts in West Side's No, not West Side Story, excuse me. Uh, in Chicago make a lot of sense. Yeah, they do. There's no disconnect there for mm-hmm. me. Like, there is a little bit in Les Miserables. I like everybody in, in it. In Into the Woods. Exactly. In it's no just... case am I like, oh, that's not a Broxy. That's not Velma. Right. Like, and those are iconic characters. This is cast so well. Mm-hmm. It's and star-studded. All of yeah, these people were huge before they were in Chicago. And it's, it's perfect. I'm not disappointed in any of them, which is a feat, because I'm always disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I whispered yeah. that, but I said, I'm always disappointed. Yeah. No, I... <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this yeah. is this is tough. Okay, should we go back to our to our standard criteria of who are we going to show the movie musical? No, because then that confuses me. <laughs> this is really tough. Because I think if nobody's seen a movie musical, they should watch West Side Story first. Okay, but I, it, yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like if nobody's seen a movie musical, you should watch West Side Story and work your way up to Chicago. Yeah, but right? the, but then you're going to like Chicago more eventually. 
Yeah. It's can you have two winners? Can West Side Story be like the training wheels version and then Chicago be like actually the one I'd watch the most? I do want to force us to pick one. Yeah. But let that be a, a lesson to listeners that right. you if if you're wanting to get into movie movie musicals and learn how to appreciate musical theater as a whole, start with West Side Story and get into get into Chicago maybe. Yeah. I yeah. think that's fair. But yeah. I, I do think Chicago I guess Chicago's better now. Yeah. I think now Chicago is better. Right. I th- I, I I think there's more universal themes at play there i feel like there it's i feel like chicago is gonna continue to be a relevant part of the cultural conversation maybe not in the musical itself but like its themes are always going to be important mm-hmm. and west side story is just like uh i don't know don't kill people right <laughs> right yeah it's it, i i really appreciate your argument earlier where you said Preaching to the choir with West Side Story. It's it's something we all know, and it's beautiful to see it played out in such a, a rich and exciting and moving way in West Side Story. Uh, but we don't really know, learn anything new, necessarily. Right. We're just sort of reaffirmed. Yep. It's a pretty way to get there, but we don't... Yeah, it's nothing new. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Chicago just... It, it makes you think. Makes it, you think. It does. Yep. Oh, man. That's awesome. There it is. is Chicago the show stopper? I think it is. Awesome. Which I'm surprised, but weirdly kind of okay with. Yeah. I I, I get it. Yeah, it me too. Sense. Yep. Chicago. Not where I thought it was going to be. Yeah. No yeah I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but it yeah. was not that. I think all eight of these movies have something to enjoy about them. And I think Chicago just really checks all the boxes. I think you're In right. terms of what we're looking for from a movie musical. So Right. Oh, man. Awesome. Chicago, the showstopper. All right. Very exciting. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Okay, so... We talked for forever, I'm sorry. No, this is great. This is is exactly the kind of conversation I want to have, and I feel like... Did you learn a little bit more about why you enjoy movie musicals and why you enjoy movie musicals? I I did. Yeah, I did. Good. Um, I'm confused, but that's fine. (laughs) I... It's just... There's no rhyme or reason for why I like things, but it depends on the thing. Yeah. But I think we did come up, come up with some pretty cool thing, pretty good themes and things to look for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And now we, we've talked a little bit about why we chose these eight. Any musicals that you would like to, to bring up, bring back to the conversation? What's something you've seen recently that really resonates with you? Mm-hmm. Something that uh, uh, maybe an upcoming stage production that you'll be seeing soon that you're excited for? Yeah. Let me think of yeah. uh, the, the movie musicals. Mm-hmm. I. So I like as I said I've been making it a mission of mine to watch like some of the weirder ones. Yeah. Um these are these have been my favorites. Um and none of them were like hugely like I don't know, pop culture not they're not huge. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. I I really liked it. Okay. Um Meet Me in St. Louis. You mentioned that one that one when we were discussing this bracket. I'm not familiar with it's it. It's it was a movie first. Okay. Um it's great. Okay. Um, it's a very good family film. It, it's like about a family. It's very sweet. Nice. Um, Judy Garland. It's like Judy Garland at her best. I mean, nice. It's good. It's very good. It's old fashioned. If you don't like old fashioned, not not that one. Uh, Funny Girl. I think you everybody should see. I think okay. it's really good. Um, Who's in Funny Girl? I feel like Barbara Streisand. That's who I'm thinking of. I was like, there's there's a big name associated with and that. And the Eastern European guy. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that didn't help me at all. <laughs> is it Omar Sharif? Is that it? The guy who played Dr. Zhivago? Yeah, I think so. I love him. I love Dr. Zhivago. I think it is him. Yeah. Sorry, I gotta look. No, 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 of course. 
Uh, yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and super depressing, but very good. Um, Hello Dolly, because Barbara Streisand again. Yep. And she's, I think Dolly's like the only really, truly interesting female musical theater character. Not the oh, okay. only, but she's one of them. Like, okay. Yeah. She is the master of that entire show. Um, yeah. I watched Thoroughly Modern Millie for the first time. Okay. And, and it's so hokey but so good nice. so I don't know I like I like the atmosphere that these provide they're less okay. like epic yeah. than some of the ones we talked about but they're definitely worth seeing yeah. if you want to learn a little bit more about musical theater in general I think nice. yeah absolutely I think from my perspective as somebody who's not really into that culture nearly as deeply as you are it I... is Omar Sharif sorry no that's great <laughs> Omar Sharif's great he's I think he passed away a couple years ago and mm-hmm. oh, that was a sad moment because yeah, apparently he's great in this and he's great in Dr. Zhivago mm-hmm. Re- watch both of those films mm-hmm. so you're all good yeah uh, Barbara Streisand was great until she got cancelled you know she, she's cancelled yeah, now yeah, yeah so um, I, that's worth mentioning sorry yeah. keep going as oh, you are no it's all good uh, I th- I'm trying to think of more musicals that I like I, I think there's there's some that I definitely want to see adapted into a movie at some point oh my god Wicked we Wicked uh, we didn't talk about Rent we didn't. How do we not talk about Rent? I don't know. I feel like there was a reason that we did not include it on this bracket at some point. I It okay. fits all of our criteria. It was a it was a musical first. It was a first. musical first. Yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, yeah, Rent, I mean, rep for Rent for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I Dang. I, mean, I can't believe we didn't I didn't even think of it. I like I like the music from it. Yeah. Um I, mean, I, I haven't seen a stage production of it, but That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I like Rent. People who like Rent love Rent. Yeah. They love it. And it's not meant for me. It's not meant for my generation. Like okay. it's it is for a specific generation. So yeah. I I appreciate it, but um yeah. and I, I think it would have made it on made it pretty far on this list, honestly, just in terms uh, of how yeah. iconic it was, but you know yeah. it wasn't on there. Yeah. That's all right. Well, yeah, I do wonder how we missed that. Some but. big ones some big ones that are worth uh into the wood what well, you said into the wood. Uh, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd, yep. Phantom of the Opera, but there's nothing interesting to say about it. But like, you, sh- everyone should have seen it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I re- I really love the music from Phantom of the Opera. I'm not huge on the Joel Schumacher's uh, film adaptation yeah. of it. He's the one who directed that, correct? Oh, I don't. <laughs> but I didn't do research on that one, Dane. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I do like Gerard Butler, but I I don't know if this was the right role for him. Yeah. I like Patrick mm-hmm. Wilson, but again, not sure if it's the right role for him. Yeah. Um. Hair- so hairspray's great. Hairspray's great. Again, yep. mentioned that up top. That's one of the ones that was disqualified because it started out as a movie, became musical, right, and then became a movie again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hairspray's delightful. I really oh, like yeah. it. Yeah, like Moulin Rouge, similar. It yep. was movie first. Yep. A lot of the really old ones came out as movie musicals. Yeah. So like, uh, Singing in the Rain. Yep. White Christmas. Um, it uh, Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Like Top Hat, Swing Time, like all of those. Yep. Anything Frank Sinatra, well, not Guys and Dolls, but like anything Frank Sinatra, yep. Fred Astaire. Right. That those are all. So those we didn't consider any of those, which is a shame. Because right. everybody should watch those too. Yeah, and and Guys and Dolls was on our bracket here for a while. It's just hard to get a hold of a of a decent way to watch it these days, unfortunately. Yeah, and and the, it's not. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't think a, I don't think a lot of people have seen the movie version of it, which I says, haven't. Right, says a lot about it. Mm-hmm. So. I yeah. just love that musical. Okay. I like I love the show. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's a good one. It's worth if you have no other way to see a version of Guys and Dolls, it's worth getting a hold of the copy, but I don't okay. think it's like the definitive okay. version of it. I think the casting's a little weird. Yeah. Like Marlon Brando can't sing. <laughs> so why is he playing Sky Masterson? But Yeah. 
eh, I mean, Frank's not to make sense, but... Yep, absolutely. Yeah. But I'll have to check it out. I'll have to look for a stage production of it. I think... They've been in talks of potentially getting uh, getting that uh, a remake of that on yeah, screen again. I think so I've heard that too. Um, I hope. Yeah. I mean, I, it'd be interesting to see. I'm yeah. always scared when they announce those though because I'm like, well, who? <laughs> yeah. Like, who are you going to cast in that? Oh yeah, exactly. Because we we are still, you know, we we've talked about how back in some of these older movies is like, well, they can't sing. Why were they cast? And we still do run into a little bit of that yeah. with Russell Crowe and right. Les Mis and I mean, Pierce he can Brosnan. Sort of sing, I guess, yeah. in theory. But yeah, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, that one doesn't make any sense. But right. Yeah. No, I, I'm fearful for who's going to be cast as Adelaide. Okay. Because I think that's one of my favorite roles in musical theater. Like, Ooh. I think it would be, it's such a fun part. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to be somebody boring. Yeah. But I also don't want it to be someone who can't sing. Yeah. Those two things are hard to find. It's true. You need a good character actress for that one. But. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I'm no. I'm excited for um, seeing West Side Story again. Mm-hmm. I think uh, seeing Spielberg behind the camera would be kind of cool. I think he'll bring some of uh, some of that grand quality of his own work to West Side Story, where it's welcome. You know, how do you the make spectacle. that preach into the choir message relevant now? Too, I'm interested yeah. to see they better. I mean, right? If I don't know how, yeah. How do you add to the story? Um, but if they don't, then it's going to be a flop, I think. Yeah. Might just be more of the same, unfortunately. Right, yeah. You can't... It, it, it won't work well to do the same thing now. Yeah. Like, some do... Like, you can... Like, Guys and Dolls? Eh. Yeah. You can kind of do the same thing. There are some parts that you're going to have to rework. Like, I don't know, maybe, like, getting a girl drunk just so she'll like you. That's not uh, super great. No, not, not too good. And, and you can <laughs> stage it differently, and you can make it better. But, like, yeah. West Side Story, you can't... I don't know. Yeah, how do you how do you inject that more story? into it? But yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I, I've heard mumblings forever of uh, a screen adaptation of Wicked at some point. How do you feel about that? I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Okay, I, it's still making money on Broadway so much. Yeah, it's. Wow. I don't think it's going to. They yeah. wait. They wait until it stops making money. Like, that's, yeah, that's I mean, a good point. It's not going to be. It's not going to happen for a while. Yeah, because it. <laughs> I'm sure any time uh, a stage production is adapted to film, that sort of injects a little bit more life back into its mm-hmm. uh, run on Broadway. Or right. So, like, like Mamma Mia, right now. Yeah. Like, so Mamma Mia, the rights just came out. Wow. So the rights to the show, the musical, just came out. So that's why I saw four high school, like three high school productions and a yep. community theater production this year. Um, and I think that that popularity came from the second movie yeah. coming out. Honestly, I yeah. think those two related. It's been like Mamma Mia City for the past year, and I think mm-hmm. that those two are not unrelated. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, I don't know. I think that that would, would bring more attention to it on Broadway, too. Yeah, that's like a whole different beast, thinking about these two sort of industries at, reacting and reacting mm-hmm. towards each other. Because, like, it's all about who owns who owns it. Yeah. Like, who owns the story? Like, how are we going to get more out of this story? I don't, I don't like to think of it that way, but, I mean, yeah. it is... Yeah. The industry, so. Man, oh man. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I feel like we should, that's oh, a good man. place to stop, because yes. as soon as we start talking about industry and marketing, I'm going to go off on a yeah, tirade, let's, I'm let's sure. let's turn the mic off. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Katie, for being oh, here. thank you. This is so fun. Good. I'm I glad you it. enjoyed it. This has been Who You Got. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you guys have any ideas for how you think this bracket should have gone, or if you have any ideas for future brackets, and even if you'd like to be on the show, feel free to comment on any of the Zima podcasting social media channels. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, any avenue there. Talk about who you got, talk about what you thought about this episode of any of our previous episodes, and let us know what you want us to talk about on the show in the future. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Dayton Hammond. We'll see you next time.